thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Hey there you, are you feeling really good? Hey there you, or are you run down and feel like shit? Shit. Hi. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm at, uh, what, what, I don't know what I'm at. I am, I've been so busy. I didn't realise that, um, when you, when a child starts school, how much work is involved in getting them up and all. Anyway, it's been full of, it's just such a job. Oh my, and then, and then you think, to, people say, oh, it must be great, they've gone to school now, you've got all that free time during that. No, you don't. You've got like, you've got to get up, you've got to get them up early. You've got to prep the thing. There's all these other stuff and things that you don't know about at the school she's at, which is a wonderful school, but they've got this thing called nibble and chew or something. What is it? Chuck, uh, what is it? Crunch and, crunch and sip. Um, so which are basically, it's like two lunch boxes. So you've got another lunch box, that's going to be like an early one with veggies and stuff in it, um, along with a cold water bottle. And then you've got your normal lunchbox, and you've got to keep that stuff cold because, um, you know, it's hot weather. So you've got to go out and buy a lunchbox that's specifically designed with an ice pack in it. It's just, it's like going to war. Anyway, so, and then you've got to get them up and get them organised, and then trying to get their little tiny heads around the fact that um, this, is for, this is for the rest of their life. This is for 12 more years that they're doing this, and five days a week. Um, and my little, my little lady was like, Oh, am I going tomorrow? And it's like, oh no, is it going to be this? So you just have to try and make it as fun as it's exhausting. And I'm pretty much so I am solo parenting. I'm going to say I'm, I'm calling out my partner here. She's working um, madly on something at the moment, so she's gone. So it's just me, and it is. A, I can't imagine how single parents do it. Anyway, if you don't have kids and this is boring you, um, I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, and also on top of that, it's her bloody birthday tomorrow, so I've got to do all the birthday shit. If anything, this is this should be like a um, this is a prophylactic conversation. So this is like a birth control uh, delay, delay, delay. No, don't, because um, the older you are, the harder it is. I guess I don't know. Anyway, um, so it's a birthday tomorrow. And there's all the shit that goes with that because you know they've been to other kids' birthday parties and they've got lolly bags and stuff. And you're like, oh god, and you got to get lolly bags and then you got to put a toy in it. But then you got to do pass the parcel. And everybody gets has to get a bloody present. Um, during pass the parcel because you can't just pass the parcel and there's nothing in it. You know, and someone gets one present, everybody gets a bloody present, which I think is an episode of Bluey. Um, and it doesn't matter. Oh my god, what has happened to my life? And in the middle of it, I'm trying to write a new show, which is really like really um, effing with my head because it's hardcore. So I've got all this darkness coming out in a live show. By the way, Melbourne's selling like bananas. So get in there. There's only I'm doing two nights at the comedy theater. So big, big, uh, big shows. But you'd better get in quick. Uh, I hope I'm going to add some shows, but I don't know because it's uh, it is filling up. Um, but yeah, get in there and Adelaide, you get on there. Perth has just been announced. Come and come and visit me at the Regal Theatre, which is a beautiful theatre in Subiaco. God damn, I sound like I'm on methamphetamines. I'm not. I've just been running around all morning collecting all the stuff because you got to get the fr- you got to get fruit for the fucking children's party, don't you? You got to get got to eat fruit. Because bloody, you need fruit to bloody make sure you're showing everyone you're healthy, not just lollies and shit. 
Um, anyway, I'm doing sausages in bread because you got you know that's the only thing that makes me happy is I make sausages in bread and at least I feel okay. And then the, some of the parents are nourished. But then you got all that bullshit that happens as well where my part I don't invite my friends, but my partner's friends all have to come. They haven't haven't even got kids. Then it turns into a piss up later on, and I'm bloody bloody feeding them as well. Anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of it, it's 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 slightly been doing my head in. Too much to do, and not enough time to creatively produce for you guys but anyway um it's been a it's, what an exciting week she went to school my little girl and that was what a, what an event and i cried in the morning before she went off to school um it was it was emotional it was very emotional and uh apparently she liked it you know and i hope she does i hope she really enjoys the next 12 years because um there were yeah, there were times at school that i absolutely absolutely hated but it was also an escape as well. I got to get away from uh, certain shit that was going on in the house at home. So I got to go to school and escape, which was a good thing. Um, but, you know, then sometimes going to school was not a refuge because you get bullied and shit like that. So I'm just hoping all that stuff's going to be good for her. Um, yeah, because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's trying, you know. It's trying, even for me to think back to it, it's like, oh my God, really? It's, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, she's made friends already, which is good. I don't have many friends. I really don't. I've, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm actually a f- bit of a friendless cunt. Um, and I, I, I do, I mean, I kind of want to change it, but I kind of don't. What I've realized is that I think I want a proper job. I love my job and I'll always continue to be an idiot, but I miss, um, working with people. The only times I've had real jobs, hospitality, I was really good at it. Really fun. Uh, I'm too old to go. I don't want to go back to that anyway. Um, uh, the zoo, when I worked at the zoo, and that was more about the people um, than the animals. They are great people to w- work with. I'm not saying I'm selfless, but um, God, I had a lisp on the end of that, so, which sounds like I'm bloody was. I think I'm good, but I'm not. Um, the I guess the time of that, the people you're working with, are just so caring because they they've given their lives over for a very poor wage. You get paid really poorly um, as a keeper. Um, and they've given away their lives to looking after animals, something beyond them. And it is a really selfless pursuit. And they're wonderful people to work with. Um, I don't think I could go back to that either. It's been too long. And I, I remember picking up, I remember raking up poo, like fro- literally frozen turds um, in paddocks at Melbourne Zoo at 6am in the morning during winter. Yuck. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just want to go do something. I'm going to look into it after the festival run. I'm going Because I, I read that Daniel Day-Lewis, the amazing actor... Um, in between movies, at one point, he went to Italy and became a cobbler. And I'm not joking, he went to Italy and became a... Maybe I could do that. I could go become a, um, I don't know, a pancake flipper or something. Um, anyway, I am interested in... Maybe you could email me with job ideas or job offers. Because <laughs> I really would love to get out there again and just do... And experience more than what is my limited view of the world. I know, I know I'm studying psychology and stuff, but I just want to get out there again and do stuff. Mike Cannon-Brooks, have you got a job? Mike Cannon-Brooks, do you need a creative head to help you with your takeovers of evil companies? Evil companies, you take them all over and I'll make it look like you're doing even better for the environment. Maybe I should be a jingle writer. I'd love to do that. Oh, what a joy. Um, but I will still be a clown, but I just want to do, I, I need to do more. I think it's, 
uh, a lot to do with my recent uh, diagnosis of ADHD and how to manage it now. And I realized, oh my God, I'm a force. I should be out there doing things, working and helping, loving and liking. Um, anyway, I should calm down a bit. Calm down. Calm down, mate. Just fucking have a breath and just calm down. I've got deep dives galore. I've got deep dives on going Dutch. I think that's the one I'm going to do is going Dutch. Um, but before that, I'm going to... Uh, what am I going to play for you here? Here's the history of Doors. I don't even remember writing this or making it back in the day, but I saw it in my list. Here it is, the history of Doors. And these are the things at the Institute! A precise history of things with Sam Simmons. Doors. Doors were invented in 1784 by Glenn Doors. Glenn was pretty, not in a conventional way, but more like a boyish woman or a mannish lady. One day Glenn got very cross one day one day, when he was trying to get into his humble home after a long session down at the Brown Crayon and Whistle Taverna with his Palomino Pony named Clayton. Lick a Palomino Pony. Lick a Palomino Pony. Lick a Palomino Pony. Glenn was too drunk to get into his shanty home through the antique spookum. The spookum, you see, is a hole in the roof where people would climb in and then slide down a rope made of cow intestines. Uh, not the spookum again. If only there was an easier way to get into my house, said Glenn with his face. Why don't you try the window? Said Clayton the Palomino Pony. You shut up, Clayton, said Glenn. No, you should shut, said Clayton. Then suddenly Glenn and Clayton were suddenly in a fist fight with a twist because this fight had hooves. They rolled around and around in front of Glenn's shanty in a violent display of man-pony wrestling. I'll wrestle you good, said Glenn. Then with a tremendous thud, Clayton kicked Glenn right through the side of his humble shanty abode. And then Glenn found himself sitting in his tobacco chair. Stunned and dusty, he stood up and walked outside again through the hole in the side of his house. How convenient, said Glenn. I shall assemble a wooden canopy to hinge to the wall and I will name it a Regina. Come in through my humble Regina and into my home. I love it in your Regina, said Clayton. And then they all lived happily ever after until Glenn died. And then Regina's were renamed Doors. I hope it was good. I hope it was good. I don't know whether it was good. I hope it was good. I do hope it was good. Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'm going to do a, um, a yeah the deep dive this week on my niche topic this week is going Dutch because uh, I wanted to know where it came from. So I've downloaded some information about it. We're going to learn about it together. Um, I chose that because of my partner and I, because, uh, you know, and it is, what did I watch? I did watch something about this. I watched a movie and it was about, oh, it was this Triangle of Sadness. Great film. I did say I would watch it. And there's a problem going on, um, with a relationship early in the film. No spoilers really. Basically about money. And the, the man's like, why am I always paying? Uh, you know, how aren't we changing as a society? And I fully agree with that as well. Like it's, you know, it can get a bit ridiculous sometimes. You're just like, really? Aren't we in the, aren't we a team here? So I've been quite adamant about going Dutch. Um, which also sounds like a sex maneuver. Let's go Dutch. Um, anyway, so we'll look into that and see how that works out. Um, and what else has been going on? I also watched another movie, which is great, the Brady Bunch movie. It's a really good movie. I know that sounds awful, like a really dumb suggestion. It's super funny. So that was a remake, I think, from the 
either the late 90s or early 2000s. Trust me on it, it's really dumb and really fun. It's not good, it's not art. It's not like the Triangle of Sadness, which was magnificent. Still, for me though, Banshees of Inchinaritinen um, is the best film I've seen in, you know, probably in the last year for sure. And I've been really enjoying that um, computer game movie that everyone loves, uh, The Last of Us. Um, the episode the other night with Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett, the Australian actor, who I've, I became obsessed with after um, the first series of White Lotus. He was the uh, queer concierge who did a poo. Anyway, and he's an amazing actor. And from what I read about him, he only takes gay roles. He's a gay Australian actor. I think he used to be in E Street or something. Um, but he did soap over here, and then he moved to LA, and he's, yeah, he said that he's only going to take gay roles, which is extraordinary. He did it like 20, 30 years ago, and now he's reaping the rewards. People are seeing what a genius he is, and he is, he's brilliant. But um, yeah, that storyline, if you haven't seen it, um, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a spoiler. It's a really great series, by the way. It's called The Last of Us, um, and I watched it on, uh, I've got, I'm lucky enough to have Binge, so I watched it on Binge. Um, but it's an HBO series. I don't know where else you can watch it. You can probably just rip it off the net. I've got no idea. But um, well worth it. It's a, it's a remake of a computer game, which I couldn't give a shit about. Um, it's about zombies that uh, have been invaded by mushrooms. So there's people with mushroom heads. and it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually quite moving. Um, so I've been watching that. Um, and what else have I been... Mean? Apart from that, I've just been... Which sounds like I've just lazed around and do nothing, but I'm not. That's, you know, that was a proper date night to go see Triangle of Sadness. Brady Bunch movie by accident, one night late when I couldn't sleep, and just one hour of that um, Mushroom Head People movie. Anyway, so that, that's what I've... What else have I been doing, though? I've been... Um, oh, I discovered Gold FM, which is like smooth listening, easy listening, is on Spotify, which is great. So you just got like a... And put it on shuffle. It's just endless, like junk from the uh, the 80s, 90s. There was New Kids on the Block in there. There was a... Ain't nothing but a honey. Then some Brian Ferry. Um, love is the drug. So you got all this great melange of music. Some of it classically brilliant. Some of it just like, you know, really moving. Move on up when you're down, baby. Oh, yeah, baby, gonna look around. That's a great song. Anyway, um, I love my trash. Uh, so, yes, that um, is a really great thing to discover because it put me in a really, really good mood. Just listening to it. It's, it's a great way of faking yourself into feeling good is I, I mean it's uh, everyone knows that putting on happy music it does work for me sometimes it really does the other thing is um watching prank videos and scare videos on youtube if i'm feeling a little bit like ah um i love doing that i love scare videos even just like ones where someone's waiting around a corner and they go ah and then you'll see the way someone physically reacts to it i just i could i can spend hours doing that um i don't but i I get a hit every now and then if I'm feeling a little bit shit. If I'm feeling shit, I like to watch people go through trauma. Um, yeah, so that's 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 a that's a good little tip. A good little tip. Um, uh, yeah, so I've got the kids party tomorrow. That's at a pool. Um, I went to a trampoline kids party last week, and that was excellent. Really hot. Oh my god, it was like a thirty-something degree day in a in a giant shed, just with kids just bouncing around off the walls. Um, on trampolines. I was a little bit wary because Luna broke her leg at a trampoline centre when she was two. Which, um, so that's the first time she was back in a trampoline centre, but she was fine. Um, and the weird thing is, when she broke her leg, the doctor actually said it was a fracture, um, which, is, which is a break, but um, 
the the doctor actually told me that what happens when they're that young that they get it's it's skeletal memory or something and their skeleton skeleton actually hardens and gets harder because it's had a break it goes into shock or something like that so she's got like bloody little super bones little little super legs um, anyway, so Little Super Legs and I went to that and that was really fun and there was cheesels and uh, there was her first um, taste of cordial, which I was really scared about and she didn't like it. So I was happy about that. Um, yeah, she just was like, can I have a water? And I was like, oh, thank goodness. So I hope she's not going to get the taste for that. Um, I'm, that's the only good parenting I'm doing is I'm not giving her any at all, any fizzy drinks um, or cordial as a kid. Because I never had my my mother was strict as fuck. Um, God damn it, she's like a bloody she's like a cross between a vulture and a fucking drag queen. And I don't care, she would be secretly listening to this as well. Anyway, um, that's not because she's mannish. It's just she's bloody scary. Drag queens scare me, and don't then bloody try to cancel me. They just scare me a little bit. Okay. I don't know why it's the gnashing. It's probably the mix. It's probably a memory of uh, my mother as well. There's just something about it that's just like ah, um, yeah, they scare me. Okay, it's not, I'm not bloody. It's not that I'm scared of. Um, I'm not homophobic. <laughs> Fuck. Where have I backpedaled myself to? Drag queens scare me. Okay, that's all there is to it. And drag kings doesn't matter. Queens and kings. And it's not because dressing up. Because I dress up as a um, as a little home and away schoolgirl sometimes. And that's shocking. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a scary thing for some people. And sometimes, maybe I should just do drag more and I can get over my fear. There you go. I realised that when I went to therapy um, for... Oh, God, this is going to get dark. Um, trigger warning. Sad things or if you've lost someone to suicide. But uh, when I was in therapy for suicidal ideation, um, I lost my fear of heights. Because I had a fear, I think, of throwing myself off, which is grim. Anyway, um, let's not get... Oh, God, we bloody went dark there. Whew. Um, anyway, so, yeah, what was I talking about? What on... How the hell did I get there? From trampolines and kids' parties to I'm scared of drag queens. I do not know how I did that. Is that the ADHD medication? Sheesh. Anyway, uh, yes, cheesels, cordial. That's it, right. Okay, so my mother... Um, see, it didn't take long. I got back there. My mother wouldn't allow fizzy drinks in the house. And guess how many fillings I've got in my mouth? None. I have no fillings. I'm 45 and I've got no fillings, which I think is extraordinary. That might be genetics, but um, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, no sugar kind of crap. I mean, I remember ice creams and stuff, but I don't. I remember definitely icy poles. Um, but yeah, no fizzy drinks, no Coca-Cola, no Fanta. Um, and I don't even have a real, I don't even have a taste of that anymore anyway, unless I'm extremely, um, hungover, I'll have a Coca-Cola and that's rare anyway now, cause I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. Um, and I like it. I like being so, it's boring. If you are someone who battles with addiction and drinking and stuff like that, it is boring. Soberness is boring, but there, I guess there's good things that come out of it as well. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people that preach to you because, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to be a bit tipsy. And I'm not saying just go um, have a drink right now, um, but it is It is fun. Oh, I know. I just got a message from someone. What's that? Yeah, great. Um, it was about the birthday party. Too many people. I said, you put an RSVP on. You RSVP the 30th. And then you're still getting messages today. Oh, yeah, we'll be coming. Oh, we'll be bringing other, the siblings as well. And the cousins are coming as well. It's like, oh, my God, how much is it going to cost? Because if 
No one, they all need a fucking lolly bag. Don't, sorry, if you're not following what I'm talking about here, kids party tomorrow hosting. Um, and they all need a lolly bag. And if you don't get them a bloody lolly bag at the end, someone's going to be in tears and you look like a shit person. Anyway, God, this wasn't like this when I was a child. Mind you, I don't think I was invited to many. Like I said, I'm lonely. So lonely. Uh, anyway, I'll play you something. I don't know what I've got here to play. Oh, it's a Claytron, I think. It's a cliffhanger episode, apparently. All right, here you go. I hope you enjoy this. Once upon a time, there lived a boy named Clayton. Clayton was special, not in a hearted way, but more like in a Clayton way. Clayton. But Clayton was no ordinary boy, for he had super magical powers when harnessing the elements of fire, metal, cardboard and Christmas. By the power of Christmas! When then Clayton would turn into the super mecha human robot, Claytron! with the most super terrible fantastic fun powers episode 15 crumpet in last week's episode clayton and all of clayton's friends were seemingly destroyed in a freakish accident thanks to a cat wearing a yellow t-shirt and rory i'm rory fuck off rory Yes, a fitting end for a superhero who was truly average at best. I can't believe that no one even cared that I died or not. I thought I was popular! No, you're not. Huh? In fact, studies and ratings polls prove that the only crazy breakout character with enough zing to carry a spin-off series is Plastic Roy. Hooray! Plastic Roy? Plastic Roy. Here's a story of a boy. Part plastic. Plastic Roy. He likes to wear vintage Cuban heels. He likes, likes to drink to Windsor. I think they're unreal. But they're not hot. Yeah, they are. They're really not hot. They sound like old white dog shit. Plastic Roy. It's not about Roy. It's more to do with me. I feel like a crumpet. At least that sounds good. Hey, Plastic Roy, what are you doing? I'm making a wind chime. That's great. Claytron! Um, I had a cool, I had a really cool moment happen um, this week. I read in the paper a few weeks ago, so I, there's certain foods that I just adore, and I found out that... Um, a travel writer who's, you know, been everywhere. He's a guy called Ben Groundwater, and I love reading his stuff. Um, and he's been all through... I think he's been to Vietnam a lot, and he was naming his best... The best pho, or Vietnamese pho, if you don't know, or pho, or however you say it, your pho, um, which is that Vietnamese rice noodle soup that's like a broth with the noodles. It's just delight. It's my. It's probably my favourite thing. I mean, it's not my final meal. It's probably going to be a bloody a lobster or a crab. Um, but I love pho. Pho. And I live in the, uh, the, I live in Marrickville, which is, you know, pho central. And he was naming, he's from Melbourne, this guy, and he was naming the best pho in the country. And in Sydney, he named one called Hoi An Kwan. 
um, which is around the corner from me, which I didn't even know existed. And it, I was like, oh my God, that's the best fur in Sydney, according to him, and he knows his fur. So I raced there, um, not immediately after watching it, but uh, reading it, reading the article. He writes for the age, he's in, you know, the traveller section, rah, rah. Um, so I raced off there and I was, you know, frantically in a rush and I got a bowl of fur and it was amazing. It was a nice, beautiful bowl of fur. Uh, it's, you know, it's up there with Vietnamese fur from Vietnam. And I really loved it. But guess what? I had my laptop in a satchel. I didn't want to leave it in the car and I left it in the restaurant and forgot. And then I, I pulled up somewhere else and I was like, oh my God. And I freaked like, oh fuck, it's gone. It's gone. And I rang them and they had it. Um, so I raced, raced back and I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I said to the guy, I said, you, have you guys been really busy? And he said, yeah, well, kind of. It's been a bit busy. And I said, oh, that's probably because of the article. And he was like, what? And I said, oh, you got named best fur in Sydney in the age, um, the Sydney Morning Herald. And he's like, what? And then he, I was trying to look for it on my phone. I couldn't find it because um, it was in the traveler section. And anyway, so I sat in the car because I felt really bad. It looked like I was a liar. Um, he was looking at me like I'm an idiot because, you know, he couldn't find it or I couldn't find it. I'm like, anyway, bye, thinking I'll never be able to have this delicious fur again. Anyway, I sat in the car for 15 minutes. I finally found the article and went back in and, um, you know, WhatsApped it to him, which was kind of cool. Anyway, there you go. So I'm not, I guess that's a shout out to a business, Hoi An Kwan in Marrickville. I, I hope I got that right. Hoi An Kwan. Anyway, it's really, that sounded, I mean, I, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. If I say things in a racist way, because I think I should pronounce it like that because it's Vietnamese and I hear the way uh, Vietnamese people speak, is that racist for me to mimic it when I'm trying to say their words? <laughs> yeah, probably is. Um, but everything's bloody... Every, everyone's offended by bloody... Oh, shut up, Sam. Shut up, you old man. Oh, we're all offended by everything these days, aren't we? <sighs> um... You know, you don't see much of anymore. Hear about his crop circles. I was thinking about that during the week. Just not. You know, are they still doing them? Um, it's obviously they were pranks, weren't they? They were farmers, just bored farmers or bored teens in corn in cornfields, um, just pushing it down with like a big bit of wood, I believe, and it was just stuck to the middle. Or I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's real. I don't know. I uh, I'm actually writing a bit in my show at the moment about the missing link, which is going to be very exciting. Um, it's based on a story called Ponksy the Monkey, which I made up. Uh, I hope, I hope you'll enjoy it at the live shows. Um, do get involved by the way, Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth all on sale. Very exciting. And do jump on Melbourne. It's going to go, it's going to go. And that's still two months away. Um, and it's pretty much, it's selling like a bloody, it's selling, it's selling, it's selling faster than a hot dad on a tin roof. What does that mean? Anyway, um. Uh, I think, I don't know whether I talked about Australia Day with you last week. So when was that? It was last Thursday. Anyway, Australia Day happened last week and that was, uh, I, I, get, I did get dragged to the beach, which I was a little bit weird about. Um, I didn't have flags and stuff, uh, but I did go, yeah, I went and sat on the beach with everyone else. I just, I did, it's, this is just something my, my partner, just, I don't know why, my, my, my partner and certain people in my life just love... They love shit that I just think, why are we doing this on this day or on the day that we don't need to do it? For example, going for eggs, getting breakfast on the weekend. I don't want to do it. I don't want to line up at a fucking cafe, at a funky cafe in Marrickville for eggs on a Saturday morning with everybody else. But my partner loves it. Oh, I've got to go get eggs. It's bullshit. It's like a, it's like a nightclub for eggs. 
You're like waiting outside the nightclub to get in to eat your eggs. It's dumb. Anyway, same thing. Um, Australia Day, it was just more an excuse to go to the beach, I guess, because it was a nice day. But then you're thinking, well, that's what everyone does on Australia Day. They go to the beach, their flags are out. It was interesting. I was at Bronte Beach and most of the Australian flags, there were quite a few, you know, buddy, I'm proud, Mike. But most of them were um, Brazilians, I noticed. A lot of Brazilians, like, um, with Aussie flags and stuff. And they don't understand the nuances of the day and what it means. You know, I, um, and they don't really get it. I, 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 think, I think it's a dumb day, considering it was... Uh, I think it was invented in the 90s or something. It's not a day. I mean, I know it's Captain Cook walked up, but it is. It's, 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 uh, inv- it is Invasion Day. And that's a funner name as well. Just call it Invasion Day. Um, because subsequently everyone invaded. I mean, you know, the first people as well, our First Nations people, they, you know, travelled down from, you know, the, the land bridges that were in... Did I talk about this last week? Um, maybe I did. The land bridges from, um, like, Papua New Guinea up into Southeast Asia. So everybody, everybody invaded. But, you know, that's a very, very different one was January 26th. That's a, not just the invasion. That was the, the beginning of the Geno... I think that's the way to... Geno Day. Bloody genocide day. I'm um, just trying to make light of something awful uh, here. So, no one... Anyway, someone's going to... Some, some bogan out there is going to be upset. Some full-on lefty is going to be like, Oh, I love it. Oh, I just love your way, the way you're doing this. Um, I also wanted to see... I, I don't know whether I mentioned the Batman guy at my gig in Wyong. Um, if I did... I'm really, really sorry for repeating this story, but I'm also just want to apologise to the guy that I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast. I've just been feeling really guilty about it. There was a bloke sitting in the audience. I think it was a Batman shirt, and I gave him shit. Um, if you are still, if you if you do listen to this podcast, I genuinely am sorry. Um, it did feel a bit mean. Yeah, I think I did talk about it on the podcast, but I'll put it out there again. I'm going to keep apologising until he um, gets in contact with me and goes, "You're forgiven." Um, so the man in, in the, to the man in Wyong who I denigrated for wearing a bat a Batman shirt because he was in his mid forties and you know Batman's my favourite anyway it just makes me uh, it really makes me giggle uh, okay uh, what have, what have I got going on here oh here's a song that I wrote I think this was for Triple J back in the day um, I produced and made this myself it's pretty crap but it's kind of a cool little thrust so before I play it I'll explain what it means it's called Coburg Dad. And Coburg now is a really cool suburb. And I think even back then it was like on the way to being cool, but it was a little bit north of Melbourne. So a bit um, uncool at the same time. I guess it's kind of like Western Sydney in the inner west. Or uh, if you're in Perth, where would you be going to? Northbridge or Leaderville-ish kind of way. Um, in Adelaide, there's no comparison. No, um, there'd be, I guess, Prospect in Adelaide would be the place. Brisbane, the West End. So, the, the, and then, and further. But not cool, yeah. Coburg, not cool. Um, but you got hipsters that were moving into these places because they're like they couldn't afford, as anybody can afford rent these days. God, that's extraordinary. I don't know, you poor people. I'm paying off a, I'm paying off a mortgage, but my goodness, the, the fear of trying to like save money to, oh God, to to even put down that money for a mortgage whilst you're renting, in this economy it must be just yeah anyway I, I feel for you anyway long story short um this is Coburg dad so it's about like a basically a failed rock and roller um and you can just tell um oh, anyway I hope you this is fun I, I like it anyway so this is niche if anything this is very niche 
Who's that dad with the three-wheeled pram? Looks familiar, was he in a band? He's your Coburg dad. 99 is Flanian and E.J. Holden. Looks young far away, but up close he's olden. Yeah, I was uh, in a band in the uh, early 90s called Fist Spoon. Coburg Dad. Unfortunately, Grinspoon had pretty much cornered the alternative indie spoon name market. I actually met my wife at a gig in 96. She came along and saw Fist Spoon. She's a lawyer, which is great, because she's got us through the uh, the tough times, which has been the last 15 years, looking after me and uh, our three daughters. But I am. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I'm proud of it. I love Oprah. But don't get me wrong, I do contribute. I uh, I teach guitar part-time at TAFE. I'm not actually part-time, I'm, I'm casual. In fact, it's more seasonal work. I'm busy at the moment building my home studio. It's, uh, it's not actually a proper home studio, it's more a garage with a laptop. Yeah. He's your Coburg dad. Yeah, fist spoon. I actually just had a very specific thought for a deep dive next week, which is when in Rome. When, when did... Who started that? Is that from... It might be from the film Roman Holiday. But when in Rome? So when in Rome... Because when you're in Rome, you do things that are Roman, which I guess is like um, shout at people, gesticulate wildly, stand in the way of people. That's the one thing I noticed about when I was in Rome. They don't move out of the way. In Italy, they just stand there and gesticulate right in front of you. You've got to walk into traffic to get around them. Um, eating pasta, bloody, what's with some other, you can be racist toward Italians, it doesn't matter, those Dolmio ads, racist as, oh my god, you don't see them anymore, do you, like puppet Italians, hey, where's my nonna, anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that should be my deep dive next week, is definitely, definitely the Romans, uh, went in Rome, and seeing exactly where that came from, I am going to get into going Dutch, now this has been sparked by my, I've been putting my foot down because money's tight at the moment. We're all feeling it. There's a pinch. They're, they're saying there's not going to be a recession. We're in a recession. I'm calling it. We're in a recession, people. Um, and yeah, it, it's bloody, it's, it's tough times. People are not, I don't, I don't even know how people on, on Centrelink or on the Dole, are, how on earth would they be getting by? I mean, I know the increase was just so tiny last year. It just must be so difficult. So I've cracked it with my partner because she's earning and I, you know, I earn, I earn a bit and it's just bits because I'm in the gig economy. This is why I need to find a proper job because um, as an aging or a middle-aged, um, uh, I mean, even though I'm not a white guy, I look like a Greek guy, so I'm not being cast because I don't look diverse and that's fair enough. I get it and I'm all for it. But um, there's not a lot of casting going on for me. Also, just casting agents just don't like me. I don't know, even want to be in your shit thing anyway. Anyway, um, I do. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, it's hard to be cast at the moment. So just live touring is pretty much the way I get by. And voiceover work sometimes. And just doing what I can. Um, that's why I'm going to be looking for work after I finish touring. And I'm looking forward to it. Once again, please email me if you've got some job suggestions. I live in Sydney. I'm willing to travel. I'll come and just hang out at your workplace. I'll come bring your sandwich. I'll make your sandwiches and come over. I'll be like the, the I'll be a trolley dolly. I'll be like a l- little lunch lady, the lunch guy, the lunch clown. Hey there, I'm the lunch clown. Here's your salami sandwich. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a great business idea. Uh, I make a really, I make great sandwiches. Uh, anyway, so um, I've said to my, my partner, I'm like, that's it. That's it, we're going Dutch. Um, I've put my foot down, we're Dutch. 
We're, we're a Dutch couple now. We go Dutch. This is where it comes from. All right, so I don't know what this means. I've not read this, but here we go. Going Dutch. Uh, brackets somewhat, sometimes written with lowercase Dutch. Oh, okay. Is a term that indicates that each person participating in a paid activity covers their own expenses. Well, we know that, yes. Rather than any person in the group defraying for the cost for the entire group. Uh, the term stems from uh, restaurant dining etiquette in the Western world, where each person pays for their meal. It's also called Dutch date, Dutch treat, um, Dutch fisting, Dutch, uh, Dutch reach around, uh, Dutch, Dutch farter. No, that's true. That's not true. The derivative, the, the derivative is sharing Dutch, having a joint ownership of luxury goods. For example, four people share the ownership of a plane, a boat, or a car. Oh, really? Sharing Dutch um, or any other... I mean, okay. Can you have a Dutch relationship? Is that like swinging? Anyway, if this... You know, I don't know why I'm making it sexual. It just does sound wrong, like going Dutch. Um, in this, in order... How does this tie in with a Dutch oven? I, I wonder. So this, I guess it's a poor person's oven. Just heating with the power of your own gas. Anyway, um, here we go. Four people were in this in order to minimize cost sharing the same passion. Yeah, that makes sense. You can go Dutch in a boat if you want. The Oxford Dictionary connects uh, go Dutch, Dutch treat to other phrases which have, uh, oh gosh, that's a big word. Opprobrious. Oh, or derisive application, largely due to the rivalry and enmity between the English and the Dutch in the 17th century. Ah, a, the period of the Anglo-Dutch Wars. Another example is Dutch courage, a term with, um, in, what? A term bearing similarities is Dutch oven. Oh, so you have a drink is Dutch courage? Is that what Dutch courage is? Or is, does it mean you're not? Hang on a minute, what's Dutch courage? Let's have a look here. So Dutch courage is known as pot valiance or liquid courage. Yeah, it is. You have a drink. That's Dutch courage. Um, I don't know whether that is um, defamatory or derogatory toward the Dutch. Is it? Well, this is this is very confusing now because they're now Dutch. But Dutch ovens like when you fart under a blanket. But they've said here a term bearing some similarities is uh, Dutch courage and the Dutch oven. You wouldn't want to have a. I mean, I guess you could have a shot of whiskey and then get into a Dutch oven, but I don't think that's going to be fun. Anyway, this is really confusing. In Egypt, it's called Inglesi, which means English style. Oh! So, if you're an Egyptian, it's not Dutch, it's English. You're like, oh, no, I'd like you to pay... Um, no, you can pay for my fool. Yes, there you go. That's an Egyptian reference to um, a delicious uh, Egyptian breakfast treat, which is called fool which is uh, beans all mashed up. They're delicious with garlic and lemon, yum, yum. Anyway, and you go, hey, um, my, my Egyptian friend, let's go English style on this, um, which doesn't sound as exotic as going Dutch style. Anyway, in the Americas, North American practice uh, going Dutch is often to relate it to specific situations or events during meals such as birthdays, first dates. I think that's a great idea because that's such an outdated, ridiculous... I mean, it's not as generous, you know, to pay for someone's meal or... I've all, I always did all that. I was terrible. I was such a sexist, I guess. I just bloody always paying for bloody everyone's drinks and meals. What an asshole. God, I'm a bloody fuck, I'm an asshole. Uh, anyway, let's have a little look here. In Latin America, they call it uh, Papa La Americana, which means to pay American style. This is weird, isn't it? So the Egyptians call it English style. In Latin America, it's American style. In Chile, it's Haker U Navaca which means to make a cow. What? Which means that each participant pays into a common pool to, either pay, to pay the bill afterwards or beforehand. 
um, to make a cow. Goodness me, this is interesting. In Panama, the phrase mita or miti ye mita, uh, colloquial connotations of mitad ye mited with the stress on the first syllable, uh, refers to going Dutch. So that's Dutch. Guatemala is alele Cristo, uh, pisto, which is a, uh, what is each one? What by the law of Christ, each one his own stew. Goodness. Um, so I guess that means if I'm eating stew, I'm paying for my bit. Uh, so that's what that means. Uh, pisto is a stewed dish similar to ratatouille. Um, it's an awful dish, is ratatouille. And so is caponata. What a foul thing that. I hate that. I hate hot capsicum. Not my thing. Okay, in El Salvador, a different rhyming phrase is used. Le desparta, cara queen pale leo que sohata, which means Spartan law. Okay, so that's Greek now. All the Spartans, are they Greek? Goodness me, so Costa Rican system known as Ia Con Cuyo, which means John Doe in England. What? In Brazil, it's the slang word is Rachar, which is used the same for the same purpose when it's too per, too expensive. The group shares a total cost in a way. Sorry about that banging noise. It's my desk. When I bang it with my knee, I get excited like... There you go. In Japan, it's called Warakan, which translates to splitting the cost. That's their own thing. In North Korea... Oh, sorry about this. This is deep this dive uh, in North Korea where they have rigid social systems and they're still in place wherever it is known as one-to-one -one. going Dutch is called Dutch pay oh there you go uh, a Konglish loan phase for romantic dates that men usually pay well that doesn't make that's not going Dutch then is it in the People's Republic of China uh, what's it called there oh no this is just what they do they just all, they pitch in there you go in India Pakistan Bangladesh and Afghanistan um, there's no method. Oh, I'm sure it is. In Pakistan, going Dutch is known as the American system. In India, going Dutch is a completely accepted practice in most of urban India. Yeah, fair, good on ya. So you guys have always been across it. In Southeast Asia, it's uh, the term is BSS and BMMM, an acronym for Baya Sindri Sindri and Baya Masing Masing, which both mean pay for yourself. There you go. Um, West Asia. But hang on a minute, I don't understand why it's still not explaining where going Dutch has come from. Like, what, is it, what does it mean? What, you, you're explaining what going Dutch means, but no one's telling me where the actual... Hang on a minute, I have to pause and really search as to where it started. This doesn't make sense. They're saying the Dutch-Anglo wars, but if they're at war with them, going Dutch is a good thing to do because you're both sharing equally. What is going on here? Give me one minute, sorry. Okay, we're back. So I found here that going Dutch appears to come from a 19th century Americanism. So it's an American thing. A Dutch treat or Dutch lunch supper, which also refers to each person paying their own way in a meal. The Dutch here apparently refers to not the people from the Netherlands, but from Germany and Switzerland. Oh, the Pennsylvania Dutch, who supposedly had a custom of bringing their own food to gatherings like a potluck. Right, there you go! So it's the Amish! It's the Amish people! You know those people that don't have moustaches? They've like a, got a reverse face of mine. So uh, they've just got the beards with no moustache. I don't know why they don't have a moustache. What's the problem with the moustache? The Dutch treat is attested to as early as 1873 in a Missouri newspaper referring to drinkers paying their own bar tab tabs. As they should. The idiom going Dutch is recorded as early as 1914 and spread throughout the English-speaking world. There you go. So it comes from the bloody Amish people just 
bringing their own esky. It's bring your own esky Amish day. Ah, oh, love it. There you go. So that's where it came from. And it, I don't know what they were banging on, on back there about the, uh, the Dutch Anglo Wars. I didn't know about that. Maybe I should just do a deep dive on the Dutch. They fascinate me. Um, because of their relaxed laws in terms, uh, in, in relation to things like sex and drugs. But at the same time, their history is just vile when it comes to colonization. Like most Western countries, yes. But um, I know that the Dutch, particularly in Africa and the Belgians. Um, anyway, don't read up on that. Actually, that's not a fun deep dive at all, people. So there you go. That's what we, we got. We learned. We learned a thing. We learned, and we I learned, learned, learned. Um, at the time I was actually reading it, which was to the, the, that it came from the Amish, which means the Amish, you know, really just paid their own way. So it wasn't even the actual Netherlands Dutch. It was Germans, bloody, I don't even know who they were. Anyway, those people, the bloody, the mustacheless people uh, from Witness with Harrison Ford. Fantastic film, Peter Weir film, by the way, Australian director. Very, very great director. Also directed Truman Show. He's a genius director. And one of my favourite films of all time, Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World. Yes, you can judge me on that. It's a Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany love fest. It is the most homoerotic film I've ever seen. I don't know whether you've seen it before. I thoroughly recommend it. I don't care what you think of Russell Crowe. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film. And I think, I reckon the subtext there is that they were both in love. So Russell was the captain and Paul Bettany was the botanist and, doc and ship's doctor. And they were absolutely having a relationship with each other. They were on the high seas because they had to do vigorous, vigorous violin and cello sessions in the captain's um in the captain's bloody the captain's parlor room the captain's suite what's it called the captain hole paul bettany would bloody stick it in the captain hole um anyway i reckon there's great subtext in that film that they were actually lovers it's a brilliant brilliant movie um and they don't i mean there's no they don't allude to that at all but i just i've watched it a lot i don't know why i just love the film and um yeah there's, it's a mutiny there's all sorts of stuff going on and oh it's amazing uh, thoroughly recommend it, but um, yeah, I think the subtext there is they're in love. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a good, that's a good deep dive, that one. Going Dutch, my friends. Now, I will be wrapping up the potty. I think I've got to go now. I think I've got to go and get the sausages uh, sorted. I'm going to pre-grill the onions tonight for the sausages in bread. So I'll go out to the barbecue, do them. I'm sure they'll be fine overnight. So you put them in some foil and then I'll put them in the fridge and then I'll reheat them on the um, barbecue tomorrow. Too late now if I uh, poison everyone and next week I'm, um, I've am i been I've been put in jail. Uh, what else am I going to do? Um, that's it. I'm not going to do... I'm not going to pre-cook the sausages. I cook the, the sausages at the actual barbecue. But I'll do the onions beforehand because then they'll caramelise good. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm smart as well. I'm using Nutalex. So no mother's going to whinge. Because there's always a whinging mother. Like, hey, you get butter in this? Um, and it's like, come on, they're not going to die of butter. It's just lactose intolerant. He'll, he'll have a funny shit. He's eating a Milky Way and bloody gelatin lollies anyway. He's going to do weird poos. Don't blame me because there's no Nuttalex. Anyway, so I've got the Nuttalex for the, the whinging mothers. God damn it, there's just always one. I've even noticed them at school already. I, the mum, there's, The mums are being teacher hogs. Like going up to the teacher and going, this might... Is my little girl the best little girl? And like having, you know, you're doing handover and you're trying to pick your kid up and you're like, God, is she doing all right? Is she okay? Is she scared? And you can't get a word in because there's a mum, there's a teacher hog there. Anyway, um, 
yes, I'm covering all bases tonight with that. Uh, I'm making uh, my partner fill all the lolly bags and she can do the pass a parcel because I've had to do everything else. I don't care. Uh, and what? I, and I'm making a go Dutch. I've got all the receipts. <laughs> I'm poor, people. I need my money back. Um, hey, and speaking of, thank you very much to everybody on Patreon. I'm, um, I'm really, look, it's so nice. And guess what? All you Patreons, I, I gave you a little secret video message today. You're all getting tea towels. You're all getting Nisha's quiche tea towels. So that's happening soon. And there is merch happening soon as well. I had a merch meeting with a merch man. His name's Jim. And I met with a merch man. And we've got merch happening. So we've got t-shirts and uh, I think tea towels. Tea towels, definitely. Um, people love a tea towel. I love a tea towel. So um, that will be happening soon. And please get in contact with me on the uh, the email, samnichesquiche at gmail.com, because I love hearing from you. I didn't even go into any of the messages this week. That's right, I'll build them up for next week and read them all out. But uh, I'll do the shout-outs for everyone. There's some really lovely messages there. Uh, if you've got suggestions for deep-dive topics, if you'd like to me to reinterpret a dream for you, if you've got any generic questions about your relationships or your love life, whatever you want. This is a this podcast is for you. I'd rather it was about you than it was uh, about me. Um, I guess the thing that I'm giving you here with this podcast is the real me, whereas on stage I always give you something ridiculous and um, that, that represents me, but it's just stupid because I find me quite boring. Um, but I externalize the internal when I go on stage. And I don't, it's not like I go on stage and reveal intimate parts of my life. I do it very rarely. I just make up stupid things about monkeys on the moon. Um, but in this podcast, I'm actually revealing me. Uh, anyway, if you want to get on Patreon, there's links there. And uh, for as little as $3 a month, which is not even half, but just over half a coffee. You can, uh, you can help support um, my endeavours as, as an artist. And yes, if you do any, have any job offers for me, um, I will be free to work from March. From March 7th, I think I'm going to be looking for work. And I'm going to be seriously looking for work. I need to do something with my time. I know I'm, I'm pretty much kind of like a stay-at-home dad that does comedy. But I want to do more. I need to do more. I'm doing my psych degree. Maybe I can bloody go help the people. I can go talk to you about your issues. I'm not doing talksies again, by the way. I did my head in. Um, but I'll do it one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, in the st But don't come up to me in the street with a problem. Um, write a problem in. Not too hard. Not a, a heavy problem. Just a normal... <laughs> not, not, a, not a hardcore one. It did. It, did, it, it was my undoing. Um, and yeah, Silly Bully Walk is happening. And yeah, all this stuff. It's, it is bloody exciting. And um, anyway, all my love to you this week. I hope you... I hope you're killing it and whatever you do and I hope if you are struggling at the moment that you find the strength to get through it um, don't get don't lose bloody don't lose your way don't lose oh god my stomach just did a weird thing don't lose hope bloody um, watch some prank videos and some scare videos on YouTube if you're feeling a little bit like not right that that, that always works for me um, I always remember for one in particular there's one and it's um it's a, an oh, an elderly woman walking in front of a car and she's carrying a <laughs> she's carrying uh it's like a bottle of milk but it's like a plastic a plastic bottle of milk and it's half empty i think and someone toots a horn at her and her reaction is she throws it into the air anyway it's, it, that's the type of stuff i love anyway so just remember be silly keep yourself silly um if you're having those dark thoughts deny them just deny them when i have those dark thoughts i had a very rough thing that happened earlier this week and I forgot about my process of going no where I just tell myself no
And that stops the dark thoughts for me. Maybe that'll work for you too. Anyway, um, Mike Cannon Brooks, please, if you're if you're listening, hit me up at samnishesquiche at gmail.com. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. I uh, I genuinely love your support on Patreon. I love that you guys are listening, and I love the messages I'm receiving. And I'm sending I'm sending good messages back to you in 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 my heart right now, in me heart. And God damn it, what's, what's happening to me? Do you reckon I'm Christian on the inside or something and I don't know it? I mean, I'm not George Pell. Christian. What the fuck? This is, now this got to a weird place. I could go off again. I, I had a lovely place to just sign off then, but it just sounded a little bit too saccharine. It was like a, dis, a weird Disney ending, and then I had to go bloody Cardinal George Pell it up. Who were those fuckwits chopping off the ribbons the other day? They were putting ribbons on there for survivors of sexual abuse, and then they're like, good lord, and then they're like, no, nope, no, nope, get out of here, snipping them off, you assholes. Anyway, that's not a good way to end the podcast. I need to think of a more buoyant way to end this. Um, okay, uh, here's, here we go, here we go. Right, okay. Yes, um, if you're feeling like you need something to make you feel better, do it. If you need to shoplift people, do it. Just buddy, get in there. Okay, one of the big chains. That's all I'm saying. Just buddy, stick it down your undies. Just stick a packet of Lifesavers. Down. Big chain is what I'm saying here. Stick it down your undies. If you get in trouble, you just come, just say Sam said to do it. Don't do that. Um, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Please, that was a joke. Don't do that. Don't shop. I don't shoplift. I'm just saying if it's thrilling or it's something that makes you feel good. Actually, no, you shouldn't just do things just because they make you feel good. Maybe graffiti. Maybe you were a wayward teen and you used to bomb up and tag and now you're in your 50s. Maybe, bloody, go revisit that. Go, go to, jeez, I don't know what, I don't know what advice I'm handing out here. I don't know. Anyway, this is what it is. I hope you, uh, god damn it, that, this has been a niche one, this one, but that deep dive was good. I mean, I know it was problematic in the middle, but it was a good one. Anyway, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. All my love, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Say good night to your bunny. Say good night to your ball. Say good night to the picture that hangs on the wall. Say good night to your donkey. Say good night to your mouse. All your toys and your dolls are asleep in to sleep just like Teddy with never a care when you wake in the morning he'll still be there say goodnight to the flowers say goodnight to the tree